Awesome. Awesome. Hey, gang, and welcome to the Weekly Awesome, your one-stop shop for everything awesome. I'm Bubba, and uh, we're, we're sorry we've been gone for so long. It was a busy month of February, and sorry, uh, buddy. We, we had to take a few episodes, uh, but we're back now, and we're, and we're, we're ready for a, a bunch of good ones in a row here. So joined, as always, by my two main men, Bill and Louie. What's fresh, fellas? Hi, Bubba. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. How about you? I'm pretty good, man. I'm excited. I got uh, I got an actual Timberwolves game on in the background mm-hmm. here because uh, I I finally told Dish to go fuck themselves, and <laughs> they are no longer the television provider of my household. I wow. I just I called in bits and called and bitched, and then when I got blacked out from watching the KG return game, I'm like, that's. That's it. We've had enough of your bullshit. I called. They even offered me $40 a month off my bill. I'm like, nope, fuck you guys. Done with your bullshit. Done with your, oh, we're working on it. We're working. Nope, fuck off. Cable time. So I got cable, and uh, now I can watch Timberwolves games again. Pretty excited about that. Good for you. That is terrific. I am pleased. Stuck it to the fucking satellite man. The satellite man. That's Satellite man sounds like a character in Mega Man and like one of the later ones and they ran out of ideas. <laughs> Mega Man 8? Yeah, yeah, that'd be so awesome. Is it Dr. Wily still? Dr. X? Who knows? Oh, man. Um, oh, God. Uh, it's been an awesome couple of weeks, fellas. We got uh, lots of stuff we could talk about. Uh, briefly, political assassination. Hot this week in Russia. So hot right now. Yeah. I can't believe that still exists in... <laughs> like actual developed countries? Oh man, it's it's straight out of a Bond movie. I love it. Yeah, but it's... I mean, it's not cool that it happened. But <laughs> as far as it happening, it's basically like we're watching a Bond movie in real life, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah, the fact that that is a real thing that really happens in real life. Yeah, that's scary. Scary stuff. I'm not scared. awesome. That'd be the weekly not awesome. Yeah, you're oh, starting yeah. this. Um, you're starting this off very forlornly. Well, oh. while we're at it, <laughs> live long and prosper. Goodbye, Leonard Nemo. Oh man, that is just just sad. And did you see? Aren't you guys fi- glad we're back after two weeks gone? We're <laughs> here to bum you the fuck out. Did you see his final well, tweet? It was heartbreaking. No, no, I didn't. Oh, he say. tweeted. He said, "A life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved except in memory." Wow. And and then he signed it LLAP, which stood for "Live Long and Prosper." Like that was his last public statement. So he knew he was dying then? Or? He did. Yeah, he did. Man, crazy. Wow. So we'll pour one out for Leonard Nimoy. And then back with the funnies. <laughs> Fellas, drink of the week. What are you drinking? Louie, what do you got? Uh, I got a really nice bottle of Lagavulin scotch. And I'm drinking a big glass of it. It's really, mm. ex- really expensive and it's totally real. I've got it in front of me. Mmm, it tastes like oak and nuttiness or something. Um, I like it's a more it's a it's a little clearer than most of the scotch. Uh, yeah, it is, but um, <laughs> it goes down smooth. It's a delicious scotch. I'd recommend it to anyone. Next time mm. we get together, Louis, I'd like to share some of that with you if that's possible. If I can invite <laughs> myself, 
<laughs> it might be hard. I might have to actually go buy some. <laughs> uh, terrific. Bill, uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking um, uh, some Basil Hayden's bourbon, which is Ooh, pretty that good. Is a good I, I got yeah. it as a gift um, during the uh, Christmas time holidays. One of your students? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> that student gets automatic A's for the rest of his life. Um, yeah, no, I got it uh, as a gift from a family member. I I like it a lot. It's sweeter than your um than some of your other bourbons, but that that doesn't bother me. I like it. I think it's pretty good. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Sounds yummy. How about you, Josh? I am uh, currently a few sips into. Uh... A grab bin purchase at the CVS uh, liquor the liquor store section of my local CVS. Um, I've showed you guys this in life, I believe, but uh, for those listeners out there, there's a terrific product available for like ten bucks on Amazon. Uh, it's a wine glass, and it fits an entire bottle of wine in one wine glass. So I have uh, a one wine glass. Uh, Just having one glass of wine tonight. Just one glass of wine tonight. Uh, I have an entire glass, a uh, bottle of wine inside of one glass, and it is a dollar of three ninety nine barefoot Pinot Noir. Can you hold uh, that glass up so I can see it, Bubba? Can I be reminded what that looks you, like, please? Oh. <laughs> here's it next to my head for some perspective. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I think that that perspective really just highlights how giant your head is more than anything. <laughs> What can I say? I got a big dome. All right. First segment. Starting off uh, with song of the week number one. Bill, give us something good. Yeah, my song of the week is um, is a jazz standard um, called Let's Do It. Uh, and it's sung by the awesomest jazz singer of all time, Ella Fitzgerald. But the specific version that I have is a, is a live performance. Her, her classic recording of this is done pretty slow. It's done kind of like a slow ballad, but I love the live versions of it that she did with Duke Ellington, um, especially for the ending. If you just listen, because you really, really hear her cut loose in a way that she doesn't necessarily on a lot of other recordings. She can stay pretty laid back with her, mostly with her scat singing and stuff like that, but really she just lets fly at the end of this recording. So it's a really great listen, um, really great example of what Ella Fitzgerald could do. Ella Fitzgerald, let's do it. Merci beaucoup. When the little blue bird who has never said a word starts to sing, spring, spring. When the little blue bell in the bottom of the dell starts to ring, zing, zing. When the little blue clerk in the middle of his work sings a song to the moon above, it is nature that's all. Simply telling us to fall in love And that's why birds do it, bees do it Even educated fleas do it Let's do it, let's fall in love It ain't the best of percent 
Nothing like a little innuendo to get your get your day. In your endo. Hey oh Awesome. <laughs> Terrific start to the show, Bill. Here we go. Next segment. Sports. 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 This week on sports, we got two topics. Next week uh is gonna be uh uh, baseball special, the spring training episode of the weekly awesome. We're going to talk all it. about baseball the weekend. Love week it. after that, we're going to do our March Madness special. So this week we said, hey, it's time for a Premier League update. Let's talk about the Premier League table. Uh, you know, the top of the table might be might be close to being decided. But after that, we got a terrific Champions League fight. And I think the relegation battle is going to be fun to watch. Lewis, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, um, I think... Arsenal and Liverpool have been fun and them both stepping up and being better has made it a lot more entertaining. I think the, I think the fight for fourth and fifth will be more entertaining than probably any other part of it. Um, especially cause man city looks determined to 
screw it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was quite the game against Liverpool. Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. No, but I think and I think you're right. I think the bottom of it. Um, it's interesting. There are more than three teams that suck right now, and so it's kind of oh, an yeah. interesting bottom of the. There table are like where... seven teams that suck right yeah. now. Um, so it's you know I think Bubba Bubba and I talked about this a couple of days ago. I think to me it seems like Leicester is definitely going down. Um, I think Burnley will get out of there. The bottom three. I, I could see QPR and Aston Villa going down as well. Um, I would love I would love it bad. if Everton got relegated and also made it to the Champions League because that would be peak Roberto Martinez um, managing. I think, but um, it would be yeah, it would be the it'd be the Wigan bit done up to an extreme right exactly like, yeah yeah so yeah i don't know it's it's been fun and uh it's we're we're recording this on a monday and there's more midweek action this week tuesday and wednesday games so that should make for is that are those games week. to wrap up are those um do they wrap up the 27th week these midweek games is it because of chelsea and tottenham playing in the league cup final on sunday no this is week 28 yep full new week oh yeah. Are the do the Chelsea and Tottenham matches from this from this week just get played way later in the season then at some point? I think so. Uh, yeah, I saw the uh, the Tottenham match is already rescheduled because next weekend is a, either an international break or a, another break of some kind because there are no Premier League games next weekend, but they're sl- slotted in the uh, Tottenham game. But I think the Chelsea one might be a, a few weeks down. When yeah, Tottenham plays start. Tottenham plays QPR on Saturday, um, okay. and that's the only weekend to game. make up from the twenty seventh week. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so. Question: Did any does anybody actually care about the League Cup final? I I don't I think don't so. It's I mean it's it's basically like a way 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 more specific and way less cool version of winning the FA Cup, right? You know, like at a certain point, most of the teams have other things to care about. So it seems like I don't know, like the, the who cared? Like I I don't know. Well, apparently, Jose Mourinho cared. He's yeah, making some noise about it. Well, it was his first trophy since he got back. Yeah, I guess it. It I that the Chelsea at the 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 top of the table is so fun right now because Man U is still like if you watched them play recently, it's still really ugly. Like it oh, just yeah, they're not fun to watch. You just watch and and somehow they're sticking in fourth. Like imagine if they figure it out because all you do is sit there and watch and go like I I, I just don't get it. They keep changing everything and they have all these players that are so good and it seems like they're none of them are playing the best position. I, have have we heard anything from Di Maria lately? Is that guy done? I feel like I haven't seen much from him lately. He played the first half and then got taken out. Um, he's been getting moved around so much. I don't know. It's yeah. They played him all the way up top yeah. for a couple of games. I mean, it just makes no sense why that guy isn't delivering the ball just nonstop in the from you know midfield out on the wing. But uh, yeah, that that's interesting because they're still in fourth place, and Southampton just lost a bunch in a row, and but they're still only a couple points back. Wouldn't it be fun them. if Southampton fought their way back into the top four though? Because they see because oh, they're kind of like not the usual suspects, right? Like everybody else up there, it's like, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Southampton has only scored one goal in the last six games, I think, or mm-hmm. five games. <clears throat> their their was... defense is sweet, but they're having a hard time. Graziano Pella needs some help. Yeah, he he cooled off quite a bit. I was sad that West Ham, you know, they 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 made it further in staying near the top than than you'd ever thought they could have. But mm-hmm. they finally mm-hmm. slid slid down and had a bunch of crappy games in a row. But yeah, that relegation battle, I'm excited. I'm here's my my call: Leicester City, Aston Villa, and I'm gonna say it: Sunderland. I know Ooh. that they brought uh, not not Willem but Jermaine Defoe 
uh, back over from the MLS and <laughs> scored a bunch of those first few games. But I, I still just I don't think he's going to be enough to save them. They've looked so ugly when they've been ugly. I have a feeling they're going to lose a bunch in a row right here, fall to the bottom. Leicester City, Aston Villa, Sunderland. That's my call. I say Leicester, Aston, QPR. Yeah, me too. Um, nice. All right. Uh, so, yeah, it, we've got uh, – oh, God. What, I mean, what are we down to here, guys? Eight weeks, nine weeks left? Yeah. Nine. Uh, nine, I think. Eleven? Eleven weeks 11. left. Eleven. Eleven. My Eleven. math. I'm doing the wrong thing. Or ten. I, I guess this was week 27 or 38, so ten weeks. Yeah. Say. Ten, ten weeks left. It's going to be an exciting uh, exciting end of the season. Can't wait. Um, now, obviously, us as Minnesota fans, uh, Bill mentioned it earlier, but real quickly, I think we have to touch on KG returns back to Minnesota. It's pretty cool because why not, right? How do you guys feel about it, Bill? <laughs> I've, so I've been ruminating on this for a while and, and why, why I think it's cool. And I feel like some of the things that I read and stuff, because some of the people that I read and listen to, they're like, well, it's not the greatest basketball move and people should stop being excited about it, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I'm not. I try not to be a rube a lot of times. I try and be a little bit more logical with my sports fandom when I can. Um, but I think – one of the things that got me about this one is as a Minnesota sports fan, you constantly like live on this edge of like, Oh, nobody wants to be here. Nobody wants to play here. Everybody wants to leave. Everybody fucking hates us. All our teams suck. And it's just, there's this constant feeling of insecurity and it's, it's always like reinforced by the fact that guys like KG leave and Tory Hunter leaves and everybody goes away. And so for KG to come back, and like say that he was coming home makes me feel like that's fucking right, Boston. And that's fucking right, Brooklyn. He still belongs to us. And you all can just go fuck yourselves. And I know you won NBA championships <laughs> with him. And that's good for you. But he belongs to Minnesota. And he's ours again. And fuck off. So I that don't is know. The funny <laughs> part is like, the funny part is like, of course they're fine coming home because they like actually got to win when? and be good somewhere else. <laughs> I know. You know? Like, <laughs> I know. Like, but still, I think come back to where everyone worships them. Back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I, do, I don't think, I doubt David Ortiz is coming back. I feel like that was yeah, not happening. Probably true. <laughs> not the oh, cards. Oh, God. What about Carlos Silva? Is he ever coming back? Hey, I will say this, though. I am pretty bummed out because I had to work Saturday night. Um, and our good friend Steve had two tickets to the T Wolves Grizzlies, and I was supposed to go to that game, and KG got ejected. Got and, kicked uh, out. Yep. His second home game, so I was pretty sad <laughs> that I had so to work bad. and miss that. Oh, so bummer. I still haven't seen any highlights as to what exactly happened. I heard he slammed slammed the ball down or something. Yeah, he like got all mad at ref and slammed the ball. Classic KG temper. Yeah. No, mm. and I I think um I don't know. I mean, I think I think that it's easy to sort of uh ignore all these sorts of touchy-feely things like chemistry and team togetherness but I do think that it does seem like there's a he's one of the few guys that you can you can tell the difference when he's on the court as far as the energy level with his teammates and especially with this many young guys I I actually kind of buy it for once um yeah it seems like it's bringing a good energy back to the T-Wolves so yeah we talked on this podcast about not buying it with Torrey Hunter right but I agree yeah yeah. I've I, in the case of Kevin Garnett, I I don't know. There's something maybe about basketball too, and the way it's played yeah. versus baseball that allows. Yeah, me I, to think, think I think I think that the thing. interplay between players is just so much more important. That like if I'm playing third base, I don't really give a shit what Torrey Hunter's doing in right field. You know, I don't <laughs> like. Yeah, right. Um, especially because yeah, whatever. I I apparently just don't like Torrey Hunter anymore. But um, <laughs> I was about to say mean things about him. So anyway, KG's <laughs> back. That's good. 
Let's stick positive. <laughs> yes. Anyone else KG's die you want to talk about, Bubba? <laughs> well, well, no, no. Moving on. Next segment. Next segment is Dear Popstar. Dear Popstar is a segment where people write in to uh, to get advice from pop stars because luckily, as you can tell by our uh, 38 followers on Twitter uh, <laughs> and oh, our no. clear our clear and honest personalities that everything we say is true. We have quite the reputation amongst the A-listers and uh, just a quick dial. They give us what we want. So uh, people have been writing in asking questions. This week's uh, first letter is coming uh, from Tammy in Idaho. Um, and Tammy is writing to get some advice from uh, pop dance superstars. The Scissor Sisters. Uh, Scissor Sister, uh, she's writing to, she says, Dear Scissor Sister, I am a hairstylist in the greater Coeur d'Alene area, and I am in quite the twine tangler. A customer I've been cutting bi-monthly for more than 10 <laughs> What the fuck is a twine tangler? <laughs> a customer I've been cutting bi-monthly for more than 10 years has recently started being very rude and offensive every time she comes to the salon. She says very inappropriate and offensive things nonstop, and the other gals are getting pretty tired of it. I was going to tell her she needed to change or she'd have to find a new salon. But she just said something hurtful and kept on going. I don't think she got the picture. Please tell me what can I say to her when she comes in for her cut and color this Thursday. Can't cut it, Tammy, Ipswich, Idaho. Whew. All right, Tammy, uh, it's a tough situation you got yourself in there. Says her sister, what, uh, what should Tammy say to this disrespectful client? That sounds like some pretty solid advice. That's pretty clear cut. I think she'll get it. What do you guys think? I would say it's pretty clear cut, Josh. Terrific. All right. Next up, Bill. Why don't you read? Why don't you read the next one for us? Yeah, this is a weird one. I'm not quite sure how Bobby got in touch with this because Bobby appears to be an elementary schooler, and I don't know that our podcast <laughs> is geared towards elementary schoolers. Um, just a foul language. You don't think you don't like think that. drink of the week appeals to the yeah. elementary school. But anyway, school apparently Bobby, who's from Swaledale, Iowa, by the way, <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds real. Yeah, it totally is, man. It's a, I looked it up because I didn't believe him. It's a town of 165 <laughs> people in Cerro Gordo County, Iowa. I'm not even kidding. Um, yeah, but anyway, Bobby in Swaledale somehow got in touch with us, and Bobby has a question here that he thinks Van Halen might be able to help him answer. And uh, Bobby writes, uh, Dear fellas, I have these friends on the playground, and every day when we go out for recess, they bring this rope out with them. They keep asking me to play this game where I stand by the middle of the rope while two of them swing it over my head. The problem is I can never remember what I'm supposed to do next. When the rope gets close to me, what the heck am I supposed to do? Please help Bobby in Swaledale, Iowa. Well, Bobby, I, I don't know. You think Van Halen's got any advice for him? Jump, jump. 
I'm sorry, but Bobby sounds like a real dumbass. <laughs> I know. Come on. Dude, Bobby, does, figure it the fuck he, out. It's he does, dumber it's than a box of hard. rocks. He does live he in Swaledale, Iowa. I don't think they quite <laughs> understand. The, the Swale, Imaginaryville, Swale, Iowa. <laughs> we always like it when the youngsters write in. Thanks for being a fan. Uh, Louie, why don't you read us the last one? All right. Um, so this letter comes from Chester in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Chester Chester is writing because uh, he needs a little help in the lovemaking department, it appears. That's All right. Naturally. And he is, uh, his, his letter oh, goes out to R&B hip-hop star Future. All right, here it goes. Uh, Dear Future, my wife and I have been married for six lovely years and have made love three times, once for each beautiful child we've brought into the world. But I've lately been hearing around the water cooler at work that some of my coworkers and colleagues, friends, countrymen, have intercourse more frequently than just to procreate. And I've also heard that some of them even take off their drawers and don't just stick their penises through the hole in the front of their boxers. I guess I'm wondering, Future, do you have any advice for how I could spice up my love life? I'd appreciate any you could give me. Thanks, Chester. Turn on the Really? Okay, so pretty good advice. Future thinks that maybe uh, turning on the lights once in a while so you can see your beloved is an, an important part of lovemaking. And I'd add that removing your clothing is also, you know, can spice yeah, things up a little bit too. Maybe so. that would start there. Yeah. Suggest Although you then, then it's like, well, what's the hole in the front of the boxers for then if not that? Don't uh, say peeing. Don't say peeing. <laughs> is, what, why shouldn't I say that? <laughs> Is that now what that it's would for? undermine my point? Oh, okay. And then you take her down real slow. <laughs> uh, great, great advice, <laughs> Treasure. What? What's his name? Future. <laughs> treasure. Great advice, Future. Thanks for getting back to us so quickly. Well, that's it for uh, Dear Popstar this week. Terrific questions. And if you got those questions, folks, uh, come on, go on and write us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. On Twitter, we're at Weekly Awesome. Or the easiest way is just send us an email. We're the Weekly Awesome Podcast at gmail dot com, uh, and we'll uh, we'll get we'll get it on the air if it's uh, a pop star we can get a hold of. All right, next segment. You're the best. You've been great, and your life has some significance to this day. Mightiest, tidiest, rightiest writer with drug-induced stories for children's and brighter colors, bright colors, brighter colors, brightest colors, crazy colors, amazing colors. We all read his stories and so many others. Without his great brain, our lives surely would have worsened. Yes, that's right, Dr. Seuss is this week's weekly awesome, awesome person. Yes, this week would have been the 111th birthday. The 111th birthday. Damn it, I was just going to do that. Of... 
Theodore Seuss Geisel, also known as and better known as Dr. Seuss. All right. Uh, Dr. Seuss uh, was a writer. He was a cartoonist. He was uh, well known. He had years and years of all kinds of writing in his book, uh, in his book. In, uh, in, 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 he was great. I, I really care, care for him. Good uh, job. Was, you totally was, saved that, Bubba. He was a terrific inspiration to all little kids to be creative and to think outside the box. Uh, some of his most beloved, off the top of my head, Oh, the Places You'll Go, Green Eggs and Ham, The Cat in the Hat, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, One Fish, Two Fish, Off the Red top fish, of your head. Mr. Brown, Can Moo, Can You, My Fairy Favorite, The Lorax, and My Almost Favorite, Hooper Humperdink. Not him. Fox. Dr. Seuss. Socks on Fox. So- Ooh, Socks on Fox. Good. Yep. Hop on Pot. Um, right now... Um... Uh, Dr. Seuss's ABC is very popular in my household. Oh yeah, that's a that's a like an every other night bedtime read right now. Um, not that my son can understand it; he's six months old. But we're trying to get in the habit of reading books, and Dr. Seuss seems like a good thing to read. So every other night, <clears throat> I go to bed dreaming of zizzers, zazzers, zuzzes. Oh, you should you should read him Bartholomew and the Ooblek. Ooh, oh, yeah. good one. All right, classic, yep. awesome. Louis, what was your favorite Dr. Seuss book? Um, I think the one I actually probably read the most growing up was Green Eggs and Ham. Um, I haven't read it in a while. I don't know how it holds up. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the one I recall the most. Um, I actually, there's a couple, I don't know if you guys have seen this. There's a couple, there's an article probably last year around his birthday, um, that showed his, uh, his political cartoons that he did before he started doing children's books. You guys should check them out. They're pretty cool. Um, awesome. They're in the late 30s, um, early 40s, kind of in the run-up to World War II. And, uh, yeah, really interesting because very uniquely and distinctly his style, but just very different subject matter dealing with Nazi Germany and, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, different world uh, events and stuff. And, yeah, hit a very a very cool style mat- mixed with uh, a a very uh insightful political viewpoint and yeah i would also urge people to find those on the internet if you can so his children's books are a fun library too because they they kind of borderline on the absurd right with like green eggs and ham mm-hmm. and oh, some of so them but then but then other ones man like all the places grow or like um like yertle the turtle or gertrude mcfuzz those stories they gertrude, have like baby. some serious um good lessons for kids to learn about, you know, just being polite to each other or being, you know, looking out for the environment or being happy with what you have, or I don't know, he, he can get very ridiculous and then very serious kind of all in the same, in the Mm -hmm. same time. It's kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Seuss, our awesome person of the week. Hey, moving on. Would you rather watch Kitty Cats playing? Not to say that we wouldn't show Kitty Cats playing. Here come kitty cats playing. Welcome to the weekly awesome, awesome video. Awesome video of the week. Louie, what's our awesome video of the week this week? Um, so my video of the week is one of my favorite uh, wormholes to get into on YouTube is just looking up top 10 dunks or goals for or whatever it might be for athletes, especially ones of our childhood, my childhood. And uh, I specifically love watching Sean Kemp's top 10 dunks of all time, <laughs> mostly because uh, he reacts or 
celebrates in a way that would probably get him ejected on nearly every single one of them now. And it's just a reminder of how much uh, the game has changed. And just also a good reminder, since it's easy to make fun of Sean Kemp and his 72 children and how he got fat and whatever, um, that he was like one of the most freak athletes, um, amazing, amazing players around for, for quite some time. So Check out the uh, the ten greatest Sean Kemp dunks. They are all delicious. And you can find those on the weeklyawesome.com. Head to our awesomes page it's where you can see uh, the video of the week. You can catch a Spotify playlist of all of our cumulative songs of the week from every episode. You can also get the score of our awesome quiz on there and find some uh, news and links to some other great stuff. So check it out, theweeklyawesome.com. All right, next segment, song of the week number two, Louie. What's our second song this week? Um, I have chosen No Shade in the Shadow of the Cross, which is a Sufjan Stevens song that is on his forthcoming album, uh, which is called Lowell and Carrie, I believe. Um, and Oh, sorry, it's called Carrie and Lowell, other way around. Um, and it comes out March, March 30th or 31st. It says slash 31st. I don't know what that means, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, from what I have heard of this song and what I've read, uh, interviews with him and press materials from it, it seems like it's being billed as a return to the kind of seven swans, uh, just him and a guitar with, yeah, a little little folksier, quieter, less uh, blips and beeps and um, giant orchestras and things. Um, yeah, so the song is No Shade in the Shadow of the Cross by Sufjan Stevens. Chasing the dragon too far 
That was Sufjan Stevens. Dynamite pick, Lewis. Dynamite pick. Thanks. All right. right. Next segment. extended weekly awesome holiday uh one of the places that both louie and i were was las vegas nevada mm. las vegas boy how we love ourselves some buffets and endless drinks <laughs> i had a terrific time how about yourself louis i i also had a good time excellent i don't know how much of it i can talk about on this podcast but it was fun probably not most of it but uh, one thing that we agreed on is this uh, this time in Vegas uh, for a bachelor party for one of our buddies. And we've done this a few times now. And this time, uh, a few you know, a few of us were chatting, and we had tried a few new games. Uh, we're not the biggest gambling group in the world. We're mostly there to see who can drink the most and be ridiculous. But uh, we do like to play some pie gow to pass the time. Uh, it's really fun, and you break even. But I, I was introduced to a few new games, and uh, yeah, we were just talking about this. So I wanted to know. Weekly awesome. If you had to pick one favorite casino style, it can be a card game, a poker game, a table game, whatever. Uh, pick one Vegas style gambling game and one just classic sit around with your buddies playing cards with a deck of cards card game. I want to know your favorite two. Bill, you're first. What's up? My well, I I mean I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for blackjack. That's that's still my favorite casino card game i do like pie gal i do like the the slow burn of pie gal pie gal is the thing to do when i'm out of out of my blackjack money and still have several hours to burn before uh before the day is over and i want to keep drinking uh so that's when i sit down at the pie gal table but um blackjack's my favorite still still love to play blackjack really enjoy that very much um although i'd have to say my favorite vegas game non-card game is craps when a when a craps table is on fire and everybody's having fun, there's really not another Vegas gambling experience like it. Now, of course, that only happens once every like eight times, and then you go and you get your fucking teeth kicked in, roll the <laughs> dice six times, and lose 150 bucks, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? So that can happen too. I got to experience but, uh, that for the first time. I'd never played that before. Like right before we left, played, and a dude sat down at our table with 400 bucks and like with he only stayed for one guy and this one guy rolled for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and the guy mm-hmm. walked away with twenty nine hundred dollars yep yep it was you, you, everyone was screaming i had no idea what was going on it was pretty fun oh, it's to super watch. fun it's awesome. nice all right um, so blackjack so what's your favorite just let's sit around you and me sitting around go. playing cards like at the cabin drinking beers exactly. whatever kind of a thing i the game of 500 is uh my all-time favorite non-casino card game um used to work uh at the city 
I worked at a city streets department for multiple summers, and that was the break and lunch card game of choice of all of the full-timers there. And if you got invited into one of the full-timer games, you knew you had figured out how to play the game, and it was, that was always really fun. So the game of 500, love that game. Awesome. Louis? Um, uh, my favorite gambling card game is probably Seven Card Guts. <laughs> <laughs> I just I remember playing that when we were younger for I, either baseball cards or money depending on I lost my game I lost my Game Boy to that game when we were like 11. Yeah, Guts was fun. You bet I, your Game Boy? Oh god, yeah, we played high stakes. His parents man. probably still don't know about it though. Oh yeah. Jeez. They'd have been mad at me his when parents, I was that age. His parents would still be mad at him now. <laughs> probably. No, oh, come now they'd laugh and go, "Ah, that was one of many signs we missed realizing he turned out how he did." They'd go, Bubba. <laughs> no, but I like a good game. Look, good game of guts. It's fun. Um, in between, always classic. Classic, um, classic childhood poker. <laughs> but as far as non-gambling games, you know, uh, our family game on on Bubba and I's side was always five hundred. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my dad's side, and I think this was because it accommodated bigger groups, but uh, hearts was always the the game of choice on my dad's side. Um, get, you know, four, five, six, seven O-Pats around and um, playing, some, uh, playing some hearts and uh, trying to dump the old bitch of spades on somebody. It's a good time. Um, the third just, time you done dumped that bitch of spades on my ass. Enjoy me some hearts. There are a lot, a lot of different ways to play it. There's always somebody who's trying to shoot the moon every time. That's true. It's usually Bubba, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time. I enjoy. Oh, really? Enjoy Bubba tries to shoot the moon and you play hey, Hearts. Yeah. That's a super surprise. My record speaks for itself. Yeah. I destroy it, Hearts. Bring it on. Yeah, what? <laughs> all right. Okay. So you'd think after all my talk about Pie Gal, I'd say Pie Gal favorite table game, or just casino style game. Second favorite. It's my favorite because you just, like Bill said, you if you A, start with no money, which has been the case most of the times I've been there, or with you bring your couple hundred bucks, you blow it right away, and you need to kill three or four hours. Pie Guy was terrific. They just, as long as you give them a dollar every time, they just keep bringing you scotch. Like, it just doesn't stop. Or, if it's the morning, because then it's okay to drink because it's got milk in it, white Russians. But... My new favorite game is any of those video slot machines that has the word dragon on it. I fucking destroyed <laughs> every dragon in Vegas the last two times I've been there. And if it weren't for drinking like 15 rum and Cokes really late by myself, really fucked up, I would have walked away with a lot more money than I came home with last time. God damn it. But yeah, any machine with a dragon, just commit. Play it until you get the free rolls, baby, and then watch it rain. All right. Yeah. All right. I think I think I'm gonna get my chance this summer. I think we're going out there for a bachelor party this summer. It's gonna be boss. I will I will try your advice and then I will text you when I lose all my money to the dragon. <laughs> Dude, it won't happen. Trust me. It's the best. Dragon, make it make it rain. Um, my favorite so we were talking about this because Louie and I uh were together recently and we played some 500 and i hadn't played 500 forever and that was that was the game growing up for us on uh, both my families like anytime we were together people were playing 500 i mean that you know hearts mm-hmm. everything else is super fun and god i it, I, I love me some cribbage but 
Yeah, I think I got to be with you, Bill. My 500 is, it's it's just too good. It's so so damn fun, always. And yeah, uh, yeah. the 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 bid element is so fun, and just wanting to bid and just taking just taking a shot at something you have no business taking a shot at and then if you just play your cards right and you and your partner just click in and you just land everything and you get nine tricks when you should have taken seven you just i don't know there's something that feels it's very strategically satisfying when you i also i also like that you just used the phrase play your cards right and it wasn't a pun or a no play on words. It was just literally <laughs> if you play your cards right. <laughs> it's that was the actual real real meaning of the phrase. Yeah. That's the kind of top notch wordsmithery you get here at the Weekly Awesome. That's Tell your right. friends. Like us on Facebook. Be our follower when we send out Twitters. <laughs> if if you're still listening at this point. Be our follower you. when we send out Twitters. That'll get them. All right. Terrific stuff. Terrific card games, folks. Go play some. Next segment. Online dating profile of the week is, well, it's it's becoming quickly one of our favorite segments here because, boy, if it isn't funny to laugh at the ridiculously disgusting things that people will say and write. So uh, what we do is look at uh, everything from OkCupid to Christian Mingle, J-Date to Craigslist, and bring you our favorite online dating profiles every week. First up this week. Louie. Louie, what you got? Well, uh, I decided to venture to the wilds of Ogden, Utah. Um, <laughs> Craigslist. And uh, I'm in the personals. Men seeking women. Wanted to, you know, as a as a single straight man myself, I could occasionally use some advice tips you know how to woo a, a woman virtually um so i thought <laughs> thought i'd check out and see what the men in ogden are doing um and this ad caught my eye uh and it's titled married but looking uh <laughs> i'll just read it hi a little about me i am 40 white clean as in bathe and smell good smiley face I am funny and a little sarcastic. I can be a little naughty if you're ever not good with that. Just say. He, there are several grammatical errors, but we'll just move on. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry, because there was a period I paused there, but I'm going to read it without a pause because it's funnier. I can be a little naughty if you're ever not good with that. Just say, because I am also very respectful. I know how to treat a lady. I love all types of women. Very sexy. Winky face. I am not crazy. At least that's what the doctors tell me as long as I take my meds. Just kidding. I am sane with no meds. <laughs> so with any, yeah, he quickly pivots to, just kidding. I am sane with no meds. I love football and riding dirt bikes. I would like to talk to you more. I can talk most anytime and we'll talk about anything. I am also very honest. Hope to talk to you soon. So there's a fun progression here that I enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like it was written by like a ten year old. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially, I love football and riding dirt bikes. <laughs> 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 but okay, so I love this part. So he says, "I'm not crazy." At least that's what the doctors tell me. As long as I take my meds. Just kidding. I'm sane with no meds. I love football and riding dirt bikes. 
And then the part that I find the most fascinating is that he says, I would like to talk to you more. Um, and he's just two thirds of the way through writing a Craigslist personal ad. And so it's like, what happened between the start of it and that part? Like you haven't talked to anyone. You're just posting this shit on Craigslist. You weirdo. I don't know. I would like to talk to you more. I can talk most anytime and will talk about anything. I'm also very honest. It's a 10 year old. It has to be. Yeah. I think it might be a 10 year old. Um, but I have so many questions for this 10-year-old because, yeah, it's just great, though. Married but looking. Yeah, it's a combination of maybe somebody who doesn't speak English as their first language. Or maybe a combination of that and being 10, I think, is maybe. <laughs> Want to ride bike? Like, yeah, I really exactly. Like, I really like my dirt bike. It's pretty great. Yeah. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Dynamite stuff. You know what? We should maybe start posting the URLs to these dating profiles on yeah that's website. not a bad idea I'll, I'll work we'll work on that for next week or screenshots or something just because you know people delete yeah. these uh <laughs> but anyway yeah that is uh ogden utah a we're hard to say how old uh kid or man trying to woo people by making jokes about being insane on medication and trying to ride dirt bikes so terrific next uh profile i i was so okay Craigslist. It's always going to be Craigslist because they're the creepiest and the funniest. We've made fun of some of the biggest cities in the country. We've went to the deep south to see what they have to say in the middle of nowhere, and it is delightful. But I wanted to see how weird and creepy or pervy we uh, we would find if we went over the ocean. So here is London, and I didn't find and as many like weird, creepy ones. I found some really direct and like offensive ones. But I I found the dorkiest, like saddest one ever, but in a funny ass way. Uh, so this one's coming from Northwest London. The title is "Winter is Coming," and "coming" is spelled with a C U M. Winter yeah. is coming. I love Game of Thrones. Can't wait for the new season. I'm also tired <laughs> of being alone. <laughs> if tired of what? I'm also tired of being alone. <laughs> If you feel the same way, then maybe we could meet up and watch the new season together. We could become friends, cuddle, and talk, perhaps an HJ or more, if we're both into it. (laughs) Me, six feet, dark, short, medium hair, skinny, kind of nerdy and awkward. Okay, so I'm not a muscle-bound model. In fact, I probably only have sub-average to mediocre at best looks. But my mama always <laughs> told me I was handsome, so that counts for something, yes? You, Winky face, right? like Game of Thrones, like and are comfortable with cuddling with a stranger from Craigslist. You have to be at least <laughs> modestly cute or tolerably cute and able to accommodate. We can email oh and talk God. over the phone so it won't be quite as weird when we meet. I'd even be up for watching a bit of season four again before season five comes on. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet of him. He'll really anyway, watch it. Anyways, oh, if it sounds like so something sad. you'd be interested in and you fit most of the criteria, then email me with a picture of yourself and your favorite character and episode of Game of Thrones. Because he's got to verify. Oh my I will God. respond back with a pic and my favorites, and we can go from there. <laughs> I just love the idea. I love the idea that this poor guy is like, you know what? I really feel like 
I reached out and I compromised. I said I would watch some some of season four again. You know, I th- <laughs> feel like that really shows how mature and responsible I am. Like at first, it seems like the Game of Thrones thing might be like his way of awkwardly. Uh, try, I don't know. But then, like, he just keeps... Co- and then by the end, you're like, you understand that he's completely serious about making well, Game of Thrones part of this weird sex request. Also, also the phrase, maybe an HJ if we're into it... Is, <laughs> if we're both into it. Is, ...is not a phrase because nobody's ever into HJs. That's not a thing that people are into. <laughs> Neither really party cool. enjoys HJs. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's like an, it, it's an impossibility what he suggests is what i'm trying to say uh fantastic check out london next time you want to laugh at a craigslist ad all right bill last one what do you got all right um this this one is not nearly as direct and i given the nature <laughs> of all of these that i've read over over the last few weeks since we started doing this I just kept expecting this one to take a turn, but you know, let's, uh, well, let's just read it out. I went to Sacramento, California and the title of this one, your chores done right. Exclamation point is housework and cleaning chores. The last things you want to do are working and doing all the housework. Are you working and doing all the housework yourself? Are there some chores that you really do not like to do? Hello. I can do those chores and more. For you, so you have time to relax and focus in things you like to do. I'm Hello. looking for a, <laughs> I am looking for a nice woman that I can do chores for on a regular basis. I will work tirelessly at the chores you give, and your place will sparkle when I am done. I do the following chores. House cleaning and dusting, even in high places. Bathrooms and kitchens, cleaning until they sparkle. Vacuuming, laundry, dishes, pots and pans. Moving furniture and packing boxes. Anything you want someone else to do or don't have time to do. This is so I am very murdering. attractive, six feet tall, 185 pounds with dark hair and bright blue eyes and a muscular athletic build. I'm very respectful, safe, and fun. I have excellent references that you can contact. My last client said, this is a great cleaning job that I never saw before? Question mark. Probably an error. <laughs> Another client said, this place hasn't been this clean since I moved in. If you would like to learn more, please send me a message. Please place my chores in the subject line. Let me do the work for you. Thank you. And that's it. That's wow. friends. That's, I'm that's so confused. Men, that's in the sounds... men seeking women for Sacramento. I kept waiting for it to take a turn as I was reading it. Like, do the chores for you. Like, you Was know. chores ever in quotes? <laughs> <laughs> nope. 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 I kept expecting it to be. And uh, well, never was. What if this was just a, what if this was just a, like a, <laughs> He just tagged it improperly, and it's supposed to be in just, just put like it on the wrong part housework or whatever the hell. Yeah, right. like yep. Day so, labor. And, and does, anyway, that's uh, doesn't it kind of also mind. seem like maybe this is just a very dangerous sexual predator? Absolutely. Who 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 was being? Come incredibly... on, Marty. Just seem normal for an entire post. <laughs> He's trying so hard to be as like as hands off and like vague as possible yeah. so that afterwards yeah. he can use the defense it's completely implied i put it in the men seeking women section yeah. of craig right everybody should know oh. i was clearly going to make a lampshade out of you come on <laughs> keep it together marty <laughs> ah terrific profiles this week fellas well found all right next segment let's all go to the movies let's all 
stay home and watch Netflix instead or maybe Amazon Instant Video it comes free with Amazon This week on Movies, we talk about genius movies ideas we've had while we're messed up that we think the world should know about. Louis, let's hear, uh, let's hear again about that Princess Bride extra special cut. You know how, you know how nerds uh, often will, will go to YouTube to post their own cuts of like Star Wars, the new ones, or... Um, My favorite versions. You know, they get rid of Jar Jar Binks from Phantom Menace, for example, um, or... I actually heard of a of a guy I think in the UK who uh this is apt in our discussions of movies this movie gets mentioned every time somehow but uh that turned the Hobbit trilogy into just one movie that was like 2 hours long and it was just apparently much better um <laughs> but I had this idea that isn't actually a very good idea but I think it might be funny but um of of uh going through the Princess Bride and editing out all the imaginary storytelling part and just keep the real heart, the real crux of the story, which is the story of Fred Savage's illness and how Columbo hangs out with him. <laughs> and I think it would be a pretty short movie. <laughs> but it would get all that it would get all that imaginary bullshit out of the way and we'd really cut the the wheat from the chaff and just Get down to the real heart of the matter, which is how is Fred Savage's sniffles? Is he feeling better? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you could get some kind of funding to to make that happen. It, it's a good idea. I don't even think I would need funding. I would just need to not have to work for a couple of days. And uh, Bill, what's your terrific movie idea that the rest of the world should know about? <laughs> My terrific movie idea. I don't know, man. I was just sitting here thinking of like, but Louis got me thinking of what would be like bad movie mashups or good movie mashups. Um, and I think a movie that consisted entirely of just Matt Damon doing Boston accents for two and a half hours, just a, just a cut of every line he's ever delivered in every movie where he's had a Boston accent would be kind of fun. At least that's at least two movies, right? Goodwill Hunting and The Departed. I bet uh, there are at least a few more in there. There's got to be a couple more, but I feel like you could make that could actually. You could, you know, you could even throw like Mark Wahlberg in and Ben Affleck oh, yeah. just to really yeah. Yeah. add to just, it. Just actors doing Boston accents. Um, <laughs> I like that. Um, I've been thinking recently that it would be pretty fun if we took. So you got. We've talked. I think we might have talked about this one time. Have you guys seen the video? The YouTube video called Nick Nicholas Cage Freaks Out or like Nicholas Cage, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's basically mm-hmm. just it's... every time he goes crazy and starts screaming and being a crazy person. Yeah, like in a Wick movie. and Wicker Man. Mm. Yeah, it's like fifteen straight minutes of him just screaming and yelling and like punching out women and, and all this funny mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, that's a pretty that's <laughs> a pretty funny phrase, funny stuff out like women. punching out women. <laughs> the Weekly Awesome does not endorse violence against anybody. Except women. That's that's not entirely <laughs> true. I endorse violence against the Chicago White Sox. Good. Good. I endorse I think we all endorse violence against Nicolas Cage, actually. <laughs> no man, he makes And I've said some pretty oh. mean stuff about Kevin Costner on this show, but I stand by it. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So, so I was thinking uh what we do is we what make What about this a movie- for a movie idea, Bubba? 
Kevin Costner coaches a cross country team. <laughs> the kids are from Mexico. The end. That's the whole movie. <laughs> they, they don't win. They, they try hard. They don't really win anything, but everybody's no, of better not, off. But they get close. <laughs> they do, and they and teach he, those he, cake eaters a lesson about team spirit or something. And about <laughs> sticking it out through the tough times with dad replacement coach Kevin. Thank, mm. thank God that white man taught them about cross country. <laughs> <laughs> He's so wise with all of his wisdom. Um, <laughs> God damn it! Is that is if if you're playing Kevin Costner's sports movie Bingo, I think we're approaching blackout right now. He's got <laughs> golf, four baseball movies, cross country. There's probably God. a football one, right? I don't know. At least one. Hell. The best. What, what was your movie idea, Bubba? Oh, my movie idea was to do the exact same thing uh, as the Nicolas Cage video, where all it is is a best of freak out clip, but instead of it being Nicolas Cage, it would just be. <laughs> it would just be every male dong shot in in, co- in a comedy movie ever. Um, because. Wait, so how is this like Nicolas Cage yelling? <laughs> You're just taking one thing and doing it over and over again, but every time it's funny because every time it's funny because Nicolas Cage freaking the fuck out is always funny. And every time a comedy movie where a fat guy shows his dick, it's always funny. Freaking every single time. This movie would be like half Ken Jeong or whatever you said that guy's name. Yeah, exactly. Well, I I read this quote from Judd Apatow, and I want to say it was either Seth Rogen or Jason Segel, and there was one of the movies where one of those, I think it might have been Forgetting Sarah Marshall when uh, he shows his ween like five times and you know he just is holding a towel and then he drops it and like puts his hands over it's and they were like a, a a guy without a great body just dropping pants and just showing his dick like there's so many naked women in movies it's always funny when an awkward bodied guy just has his wiener out and so uh i thought it would be funny to to make every lead up clip to that because uh let's be honest it's it's hysterical and uh if you guys don't laugh every time you look in the mirror, you ought to, because uh, it's, it's hilarious. Um, so Bubba's idea for a movie, just to recap, is as many dicks as possible in a row forever, yes. I think. Okay. Yep. And would this be an ongoing like uh, career project where you every time a new movie comes out with a wiener in it, then you add it to it? or how does, yeah, when, It's going like to be like the boyhood of cock shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we filmed we filmed these naked men every year it's, for 12, for 12 years we took a dick shot every year for four to five days oh man look how much look at his body hair is spreading oh my god <laughs> the terrific all right that's it for movies boom final segment um final uh, segment this week the awesome quiz the awesome quiz is an ongoing battle of wits between the three of us each week one of us writes a quiz for the other two to take Sitting atop the table, Louis with a hefty lead. I believe it's what nine to four to one right now. Oof, Louis, Louis, and I've got a game. I've got a game in hand. Further behind, I've got a game in hand because I don't have to write this week. What? That's true. So I, I, I'm at four points. Bill's at one, but he's on the board. But unfortunately for Bill, he's asking the questions this week. Uh, so it's Louis and I, Bill. Awesome quiz. What's up? All right, gentlemen. One of the weeks that we took off was President's Day weekend. So this uh, this quiz is all about United States presidents. In fact, um, shit. 
all of the questions will, the answers to all the questions will be United States presidents. And we will do three rounds. And whoever gets the most right out of three will will be the victor. Bubba, how you feeling going in? Let's do this. I'm going to lose, but... Bubba, I don't have uh, uh, Let me see if I have a coin. I have my cell phone, which I will flip. So, Bubba, um, screen or back? You tell me. Screen up. It landed back up. Louis, would you like to go first or second? Second, please. <laughs> Louis is yeah. going to go second. Bubba, you are going first. Bubba. Question number one. Name the only U.S. president who was also a licensed bartender and saloon owner. Uh, (laughs) Taft. Incorrect. Abraham Lincoln. He owned the Barry and Lincoln Saloon in Springfield. Illinois. That drunk bastard. Louis, yes. your first question. This president was persuaded to join the Ku Klux Klan because it was a powerful political force. However, he said that he never gave them the $10 membership fee, or if he did give it to them, he demanded it back. Who was this president who joined the KKK but said he never agreed with them and was never active? Um, well, I don't know, uh, but I think my understanding is that the KKK's most, uh, influential time period was the early 1900s, like 20s maybe. Um, so I'm going to guess, and it's going to be wrong. Calvin Coolidge. Apparently, it was Harry Truman. Oh, I know Truman. A little bit that shocking. mother fucker. Remember the KKK. Well, it's you know it's good for I... him doing you know reaching out to different communities and no yeah yeah, yeah. Bubba. Yes, sir. Question number two. Eight inches. Who was the first? president george washington yes you didn't let me finish the question you said who was the first president who was the first president to visit all 50 states oh when 50 when when did hawaii and alaska become a state it wasn't until like a fucking 80s right Uh, um i'm gonna guess it was like the 30s or 40s. Wasn't it in the 19th? Uh, I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, FDR. No, it was Richard Nixon. Shit. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay. Let's see here. Where did my other questions go? God. God damn it. We're not being very good Americans here, Bubba. Nope. Nope. Sorry. 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 Are you kidding me? These are hard. Who the fuck would know no, this? They are hard. Have you ever seen the, the late sorry. night TV shows where they. This, where they... Yeah, this quiz kind of sucks. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. I like it. It's funny, but that was tough. That was double tough. Double tough. Bubba hates when stuff's double tough. 
Hey, can one of the next questions have an answer, the answer be Lyndon B. Johnson? That guy looks so fucking funny. <laughs> we'll see. I'll see if I can work one of those in there for you, Bubba. Okay. See what we can do. All right, Louie, your second question. Uh, according to legend, the term okay, as in like what we say when we're like okay with something, mm -hmm. uh, derives from this president who was known as Old Kinderhook because he was raised in Kinderhook, New York. OK clubs were created to support his campaigns. Um, I'm going to say... Yeesh. Uh... All right, I know this guy's from New York. I might be off time period. I'm going to say Theodore Roosevelt. Ah, it's Martin Van Buren. Martin Van Buren. <laughs> Fuck Van Buren. Uh. Yeah. All right. These last two are a little bit more fun. There's a little more levity in these last two questions for each of you. So are they George easier? W. Bush. Uh, I don't know that they're easier, but at least they're funnier. Okay. Um, okay. Carl so, Rove. We haven't right, had a nil-nil draw yet. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you need one of those. Bubba, are you ready? Classic Sunderland Hall matchup. <laughs> this president very affectionately and very publicly well at least within the white house called the many women that he slept with his harem he even had a buzzer system installed that rang inside the oval office so the secret service could warn him when his wife was coming which president had a harem and a buzzer system so that he could get away oh. with sleeping with them in the oval office I mean, my first instinct is to say the swinging cat from Georgia, Jimmy Carter, but I'm not going to guess that. I feel like it's got to be older than that. Just like blatant. Like he had his, like his hose be coming over. Yep. His hose be, be coming over. over. Who likes to get down? <laughs> it's got to be Taft. I, I, I know, right? It's either Jimmy Carter or Taft, but you know what? I, I like the, I, he looked. I, if anyone looks porn star-esque and likes to get down, it's Herbert Hoover. Is the answer Herbert Hoover? Bubba, the answer is be... Lyndon Baines Johnson. No! No! <laughs> no way did that saggy face... <laughs> Come on. I did that just for you. Oh, just for you. He had a buzzer installed, like, a, like <laughs> your wife is coming, your yep. wife is coming. Get the hose <laughs> out the back. Yep. Yep. Bubba, yep. the BJ doesn't stand for Baines Johnson. Hell. Oh, <laughs> it stands for blowjob. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I BJ, BJ. The best I can do now is tie. All right. Here we go, Louie. Here it is. Blumpkin. <laughs> this U.S. president vomited on the Japanese prime minister, and it became so pop the the moment became so popular in Japan that a new word entered the Japanese language, which literally means to publicly vomit, but this president's name is included in the Japanese word. Which president vomited on the Japanese prime minister? Uh, I believe the answer is George Herbert Walker Bush. That is correct. Oh, that is God correct. damn it. The, uh, the Japanese word bushusuru means... <laughs> <laughs> do the bush thing or to publicly vomit. That is awesome. Yep, so, yep, there you go. So George Bush. Hero. Yep. Bush is who I had, I, 
I did have one more question, just for fun. Yeah. Uh, which eight you, inches? Because we were talking about this before. Which U.S. president loved poker so much that he once lost the entire set of White House china in a poker game? Taft. Nope. Uh, Johnson. Coolidge. Harding. Warren G. Harding. Warren fucking G. Not Nate Dog Harding. Dog life. <laughs> Bazing. Did you guys see that Kenny G and Warren G got together and did regulators? I saw uh, that. Week? I heard of it. I have not seen it. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. I just heard that it happened. I didn't. Kenny G and Warren G? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel was yeah. doing this thing where he was like combining two artists whose names sounded kind of goofy together. So I don't remember what they called them, but Kenny Warren G or something. Sounds tits, yo. Nope. Well, Louis sits in a throne high, high atop the loss. He's so high, high, high atop the weekly awesome table. High above me. Like Tal Backman, he reigneth supreme. Or Harvey Danger, he sits upon a flag high above us all. Paranoia, paranoia, everybody's coming to get me. 12 to 4 to 1. That's the awesome quiz. We have one final thing before... We do our final song this week. Uh, we uh, we got uh, a handful of of emails and and twitters while we were away, but uh, none better uh, than one from uh, a, a dear a dear fan of the pod, uh, and he wrote to us just with a question that he was wondering. Uh, it, was, it was it was it was a dear pop star, but for the gentleman at the Weekly Awesome, and uh, I thought. This was a this was a nice a nice question because I have found myself three or four times in the, like the actual exact situation he described. So, real quick, we're gonna throw this one out. Um, here here's the letter he wrote to us. It says, "Dear Weekly Awesome, I have been confused and aroused about a recently highly played television commercial and need answers from a group of gentlemen like yourself. Should any kids under eighteen be allowed to see this commercial?" What are they actually selling? Should I purchase the product? Do I need to flip TV stations when my wife is around when the commercial comes on? I have linked the commercial below. Desperately asking for life advice. Shane Heal, Minnesota Timberwolves, 96-97. Now, the commercial that he linked uh, is the one that I guarantee you both immediately thought of. Um, It's the Game of War uh, <laughs> I was actually thinking of like the just, Carl's Jr. like barbecue sandwich yeah, the, shit. Or yes. <laughs> no, no, it is the Game of War with Jugs McJuggerson. Uh, <laughs> Kate Upton just sitting. It it may it's just I and I agree. It's like as it's on, I'm like I, I don't know what you know. Like I I get that it, there's a game, but basically all it is is just like shiny armor in my boobs, yep. and I don't know what to do. And I think this is a great question. I think they want us to play an online game. That we know. Yep. Um, I don't think you should purchase the product. It looks really stupid to me. But I'm like fine with the commercials because, of course, we all want to see Kate Upton wearing a shiny boob shirt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and riding I mean, a horse. You probably should change the channel when your wife comes in. Otherwise, she's going to yell at you. I mean, really? Right? And that's what wives are for. Right, Bill? Am I right? Come uh, uh, uh. on. Yeah, right. pretty pretty much. Ah, the old ball and chain. De- my wife is definitely not still listening to this podcast at this point, <laughs> even if she listened to the first. Day, so, yeah. She definitely Terrific. shut it off five minutes. Uh, 
Shane, thank you for writing in. I think the answer is enjoy the commercial. Try not to watch it when your wife's around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, don't care about anything else because all it is is using a hot lady to try to make us buy some stupid game. Which has definitely happened before. Oh, yeah. No, it's totally. I mean, it'll keep happening and we'll keep yeah. being okay with it. But yeah, yeah no, I, I get you. It's it's just right there and they're just those two are just boom right in your face. Um. That comes to takes us to the final song of the week. Song of the week number three. Song of the week number three is mine. Um, so I uh, watched on my laptop. Uh, took a flight. Took a flight this last week, and uh, I I threw in uh, the only movie that was in my carry on uh, by chance, and it was uh, Harry Potter uh, Seven. So Deathly Hollows Part One, and uh, I had I had. Looked up what the song was one other time because it just it was an I thought it was an interesting tune, but it's very brief in the movie. But it made me made me go, oh shit, that song. That's a, that was a great album, and I'd listened to it a few times now, uh, and I dig it. And it makes no sense in Harry Potter uh, why all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, in this weird, lonely, sad part of the movie, Harry and Hermione are like slow dancing and kind of like like it's just like they're just about to fuck. Really weird part of the movie, wasn't it? Right, it's so strange. It makes no sense. Uh, I I like I. Who knows? As a Harry Potter fan, I could, I could, argue, I could, I could go on for a while about how angry I was. But it's this weird part of the movie. You know what I'm talking about if you've seen the movies. But there's this really cool song playing on the background, and I looked it up. It's Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um, so yeah, this is the actual song that I'm talking about that is played uh, in the background while Harry and Hermione are dancing. But it's a really cool track um, by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It's called "Oh Children." That lovely little gun My dear, my darling one The cleaners are coming one by one You don't even want to let them start upon your door They measure the room They know the score They're mopping up the butcher's floor Of your broken little heart us now for what we've done started out as a bit of fun here take these before we run away the keys to the
can borrow gin They're gathering round with all my friends We're older now and the light is dim And you are only just beginning answer to all your fears It's short, it's simple It's crystal clear It's roundabout And it's somewhere here Last amongst our winning
Um, all right. Well, that does it for another episode of the week. Awesome. Fellas, awesome time. Awesome. Yeah, it was good to kind of get back on the horse a little bit. Yeah. I like the way you work it. No diggity. Uh, we'll be back for the next handful of weeks, so uh, make sure you join us next week for our special spring training edition. The following week, we're going to do our March Madness edition. It's going to be a heck of a couple weeks of sports episodes, but don't worry. We're still going to touch on all those other great topics and uh, might be asking some questions of adults. We'll touch and- on all sorts of things. Oh, Ooh. we love to touch things. <laughs> things are fun. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Make sure you catch us on Twitter at Weekly Awesome and Facebook uh, and uh, whatever the one is where you take pictures and put them on your app. That <laughs> one, we're on there too. Um, you can email us at theweeklyawesomepodcast at gmail.com. Bring us your questions for pop stars, anything else. Songs about things. If you want us to write a song about anything at all, send us an email or send us a Twitter. Uh, we'll be back next week on Tuesday. Thanks for joining us on The Weekly Awesome. I'm Bubba. I'm Louie. And I'm Bill. And remember... Eat goulash. Get rid of Dish Network. Cook a stew. Buy a pair of shoes. Write some song lyrics. Exterminate. Cook crystal meth. Drink bourbon. Chacha chieftain. Knit your own pants. Play some Tecmo Super Bowl. Put slippers on. And remember, always shoot for awesome. Have an awesome week, everybody. Bye. Bye. The end has come. It's time to say goodbye. But don't be sad Think of all the fun we've had I'll see you soon Don't think you've lost some Cause next week will be Fucking awesome too In a world of pure imagination. In a world where a man can lure children into his creepy factory with tickets of gold. Snozberry poison is the latest thing in the drug dens of inner weird chocolate. At least 17 children were diddled in the man's chocolate factory. (laughs) No Zoompa Loompas? They're not from a faraway land. They're his illegitimate children. They're his sex slaves. (laughs)